Well, there. Thanks for joining me again on the Psychology Report. Teenagers, their well-being. Are teenagers swayed by their culture? Does their ethnic identity make a real difference in how they behave and how they mature and how they handle life? Well, there's an adolescent development lab at the University of California in Los Angeles, UCLA. And this lab is devoted to exploring the adjustment of teenagers, especially teenagers from a whole diverse cultural background. So they try to compare kids on certain parameters or certain traits and certain behavior patterns and see how they fare and whether culture at all makes a difference. Now, this is an important uh, study or, or series of research by this lab because we have all this talk these days about culture and ethnic backgrounds and ethnic differences. It's easy on a political basis to just, autom just say automatically that things happen to somebody because of their ethnic identity or because of their uh, social class or because of the neighborhood in which they live and those kinds of things. You know, when you really do the studies of this, when you really compare kids from different backgrounds, there's not that much difference, really. And we have to be very careful and not let our political system just categorically make statements about people from different ethnic backgrounds and, and uh, ethnic groups and assume that that's true. It may be true in their case. It may be true in a few cases that they know about. But when you do the hard research... You know, there's not a lot of difference, you know, that comes up. But there are some, some differences. Let me give you just a couple examples from the uh, lab and the, some of the research that they've been doing. One study, they explore the pro and cons of adolescents helping family members and providing emotional support in the home, such as cooking, cleaning, watching siblings, helping the parents, doing the dishes, and those kind of things. And they found this kind of, no matter what the ethnic background was, those that had tasks to do, those that had assignments, those that had chores, those that offered a helping hand, those that were more willing to pitch in and help the family, were happier than those that had fewer things to do or did not help or did not pitch in and help the family on day-to-day -day activities and chores. So there seems to be a level of happiness and meaningfulness that comes, no matter what cultural background you're from, when you pitch in and help. But here's one interesting thing that they found, is that kids from the European backgrounds help less. And those that are from Asian and Latin or Latino uh, backgrounds help more. So if you put those two together, those from Asian and Latino backgrounds who have chores to do and participate and are more willing to participate actually are the happier teenagers as compared to the uh, European teenagers who have little to do or pitch in very little you know, to help the family. So that's kind of one study that uh, was an important one to, that they uh, you know, conducted and came up with. Now here's another one that... Uh, is of interest, and um, this is a longitudinal study that they did, uh, looking at 
kids from Asia and Latin America and European backgrounds. And um, they had these kids record in a daily diary information about their daily activities or moods or stress levels, sleep habits, relationships with the family, you know, and relationship with friends. And they collected blood samples and they uh, took track of short-term and long-term changes that took place in the hormone systems of these kids. And uh, whether or not they had inflammation and other biological uh, markers related to health. So in other words, it was a pretty comprehensive study involving both social behavior as well as health markers. And um, just one little phase of this, this is an ongoing study actually, it's still going on. But one little uh, finding that they have come up with so far is that the adolescents who have a um, poor sleep pattern, an inappropriate or negative sleep pattern, tend to be much more prone to have inflammation than those that have a good positive sleep pattern. In other words, it's not whether you get four hours of sleep, six hours, eight hours, or ten hours of sleep. That's not the issue, according to this research. What was the issue is whether these kids have restless sleep, agitated sleep. So they, had, they would sleep, but it was not good sleep. And among those kids, no matter what the ethnic background, they had more inflammation. In other words, they were subject to ill health uh, potential. They were at risk because of that inflammation. So um, who knows what illnesses and diseases these kids will generate and experience as a result of higher levels of inflammation. That's a study that they're trying to do, just to see what it is about teenagers that create these kind of health, you know, problems. And here's another study that they conducted. They found that teens who um, reported a higher frequency of unfair treatment and discrimination, those kids had much greater levels of stress-related hormones known as cortisol throughout the day, across the whole day. This was regardless of their ethnicity or their gender. So experiences of discrimination, such as bully behavior even, might create a chronically elevated level of stress for these individuals. And when you live with a higher level of stress and chronic stress, you're more prone to health breakdown because your immune system weakens and breaks down and then your health breaks down accordingly. So it didn't matter what ethnic background it was. High stress is high stress. It affects the body no matter what. And in this way, kids are all the same. And here's another uh, study that they did to explain um, some of the uh, findings about these American adolescents uh, who placed value on family obligations. Um, that, that is, family is very important to them. They, like, they build their life around the family. They organize their life around the family. They value the family. They help family. They participate in family life. Kids who do that had a much lower rate of substance abuse than kids who do not value family, did not value family very highly. 
So family values were extremely important um, to these adolescents. And family values can be a protection, you know, against not only high levels of stress, but inappropriate social behavior, uh, such as drug use and substance abuse of various kinds. This is true no matter what the uh, background was of these, you know, these kids. So as long as there was value, uh, family value, these kids were protected from the horrors of drug use and drug addiction. But where family values were not played up strong, and were not very strong, and were weak and anemic and shaky, those kids were at higher risk for substance abuse. So family value is very important. And we know that family value tends to be a little bit higher in your Asian and in your Latino Mexican population of families and adolescents. So when that is the case, those kids have a lower level of drug use. And um, there's some advantages. It's not necessarily being Latino. The advantage is having family values, having family closeness, having family bond. That's what's that's what this research is really saying. So, you know, really the ethnic background is minimal uh, in terms of having a strong impact. But what is seen to be strong is whether these kids function as a family, whether they bond as a family, whether they're united as a family, whether they value family life, and whether families are close and bonded and support each other and care for each other and love each other. That's the message so far coming out of UCLA in the Adolescent Development Lab. So there's the message for all of us. You know, build that bond. Build that closeness with your kids. Make sure there's a great family value. Make sure there's a family unity. Make sure there's a family closeness. Make sure there's a family identity, a family theme, a family identity song, <laughs> motto, if you will. Uh, some kind of identity, identifying factor that says, this is our family and we're different from other families. You want to be a family that's strong in and of itself. Anyway, thanks for joining me today on the uh, podcast. And I refer you to my website, booksbyhedberg.com. Great book there on Dr. Teach Me to Parent. And the uh, book is uh, selling well and certainly is being used by a lot of people who want to be good parents, want to be effective parents with their children. And that book, Dr. Teach Me a Parent, is the basis of my television program, Saturday mornings, 10 o'clock, on Central Valley Talk. It's 10 o'clock in the morning, that's Pacific Standard Time. And I know a lot of you listen to this, these podcasts, you're all over the world. In fact, we have 24,000 hits, and they're from all over the world. So, if you're going to listen to Dr. Teach Me to Parent on television, it's the internet, centralvalleytalk.com, 10 o'clock in the morning, Pacific Standard Time. So, get the book and read it, listen to the program, and you'll get it in a verbal form as we discuss different issues week upon week. Hey, good for you, nice to talk to you, and bye for now.